Hey, and welcome to Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and there's Jerry over there. So this is Short Stuff, because it's shorter. That's right. And this is one of my favorite kinds of Short Stuff, kind of tailor-made for a Short Stuff, (laughs) when you have a little bit of information about a great person in history who never got their due, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's not a lot much more known about them. Right. So you can talk about her, in this case, in 12 minutes or so. Her and him. Yeah, good point. So it'll be 13 minutes. <laughs> That's right. And this is the story uh, on the her part of uh, Mitsuyi Endo. Nicely done. I think so. I'm pretty sure, too. Okay. Mitsuyi Endo uh, was born in Sacramento. Wait, where was she born? Sacramento, California, which okay. is a, an important point here, Chuck, because from being born in Sacramento, California in 1920, she was an American citizen, natural born. That's right. She was one of four kids to Japanese immigrants um, and got a job working uh, for the government. She was uh, went to secretary school and then worked as a secretary for the uh, Department of Employment. Full-blooded born American working for the state government. Right. Um, and she was working for the state government in December of 1941 when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. And the sentiment toward the Japanese in America turned sharply at that point. Um, so much so that uh, I believe the next year, um, the president at the time, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, issued an executive order called Executive Order 9066, which we have recorded on before. That's right. Uh, we did a whole episode on this. But Executive Order 9066 basically said... Anyone of Italian-American, German-American, or Japanese-American ancestry is basically fair game to have their constitutional and civil rights utterly stripped from them during this crisis of wartime, just because we're not sure if they might do something hinky to disrupt America's wartime effort. Right. So within just a few months of December 7th, 1941, um, The United States dismissed all uh, Japanese-American state employees, uh, which included uh, Mitsuyi Endo. Mm -hmm. Um, Hundreds of people affected, and 63 of those people were brave enough to get together and challenge the firings. And uh, they had a little backing by the Japanese-American Citizens League, and they got together and they hired uh, a very cool dude, uh, an attorney named James C. Purcell. Yeah, who was not at all Japanese, had no Japanese ancestry in him whatsoever. He just saw that this was not right. He saw something that wasn't right, and he decided to take on this case. Um, and so the being summarily fired because you are of Japanese ancestry, not a Japanese immigrant, but of like an American-born person of Japanese ancestry, that's bad enough. But under this executive order and this kind of wartime hysteria, things got way worse for Japanese Americans, um, especially ones on the West Coast, because part of this executive order was basically like, hey, military, uh, do what you need to do. And the military said, well, we figure we should probably clear the West Coast of anybody like that. We're going to forcibly remove Japanese Americans from their homes and eventually into internment camps. And that's the episode we did. Yeah, Japanese internment. Uh, it was a good one. So they're basically incarcerated, mm-hmm. um, she and her family. Uh, and we should point out that her brother was serving in the U.S. Army. That's a huge point. It is a huge point. 
Um, th- her family was moved. She was moved a couple of times. They were at uh, Tule Lake at one point, which is a very famous uh, internment camp that I think is still around as like a living museum. Um, but she, at what, eventually she was separated from her family. They, they started by trying to keep families together, and then they just stopped doing that. And people like uh, Mitsuyi Endo ended up being separated from her family, forced into a, a prison. It was a detainment detention center, if that sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Purcell's on the case. He's uh, got to be in his bonnet to help these people out, and he's trying to build a case. And what he needs is to find somebody, just one person, mm-hmm. who will step forward and uh, who is brave enough to challenge their incarceration through uh, a habeas corpus petition, which is to say that uh, basically, hey, I shouldn't be um, incarcerated, and I'm officially legally challenging my incarceration. Right. It means bring me the body. It's part of the Magna Carta, I think, where it basically says, bring the prisoner to me, the judge, and let me decide if they're being held illegally or not. We did an episode on that, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we definitely did something at some point on habeas corpus. So so Mitsuyi Endo was a perfect test case or challenge case for this uh, to Purcell because she um, she was a Methodist. She was a citizen, a natural-born citizen of the U.S. Her brother was in the Army, and she'd never even been to Japan in her entire life. But there's a big part of this. Like, despite her just perfect um, presentation for a case like this, you had to convince her, too. And part of Japanese culture is you don't stand out, number one. You certainly don't stand out by making trouble for the authorities, so it was extraordinarily brave when she finally agreed to be the test case for all Japanese Americans who were being unconstitutionally treated by the U.S. Yeah, and that, that was what did it when he said, hey, listen, this is not for you. This is for everyone. And um, still slightly reluctant, she agreed and saw the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk about the rest of her story and Purcell's right after this. Okay, Chuck, so um, Mitsuyi Endo has agreed to uh, have her case taken uh, by Purcell on to basically challenge all of Executive Order 9066 and the constitutionality of it. Right, and I think in pretty short order this case um, was uh, people in government knew what was going on on the federal level, mm-hmm. and they found out who she was and what her story was, and I think early on they were kind of like, ooh, yeah. This probably doesn't look good for us. Wait, she's a Methodist? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, this doesn't look great for us, so you know what? Let her out. Um, she'll be fine, and just, just let her out because she uh, – I think we probably did the wrong thing here. But she said no, and, and I guess also at Purcell's urging, she stayed and turned um, and said this is a societal issue. There's something much larger at play, and uh, I want to – I want to carry this, like, all the way to the top in the court system. Yeah, because the government said, if you just drop this and go away, we'll let you out specifically. And she said, nope, that's pretty pretty cool, man. Yeah. So um, she said no, and they kept, uh, they kept um, the case up all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court heard it and just ruled unanimously that, no, this is totally unconstitutional what's happened to her. Um, 
it, it wasn't so much that the Supreme Court case that um, their decision in the Endo case that it, it closed the Japanese uh, internment camps, Japanese American internment camps. That wasn't the, the what happened. What happened was it produced the pressure that convinced Roosevelt to shut down the, the internment camps. Yeah, this is fairly cowardly, I think. Um, in the end, they did the quote-unquote right thing, but it was only because this was looming. Uh, apparently, there was inside word, and they got tipped off that, like, hey, the Supreme Court is going to come down against you, Roosevelt, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the day after uh, – I'm sorry, the day before the Supreme Court handed down their decision, um, Roosevelt came out and they said, oh, you know what? We're, we're just going to end this uh, internment thing right here. Right. And then the next day, the Supreme Court made like made public their decision in Endo, which was – yeah, cowardly. I think is a pretty good word about it. But the the you, you there's no way of getting around that it was the Endo case that was the pressure that closed the internment camps, and so much so that um, there's a, a law professor named Amanda Tyler who's an expert on the case. She said that um, she's interviewed survivors of the Japanese internment camps, Japanese American internment camps. Sorry, um, who consider Purcell as they refer to him as the the man who set us free. Pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And Endo herself is um, very much regarded as a hero from this, too. But she kept such a low profile that she, um, her own daughter didn't even know the uh, impact that she'd had until her daughter was well into her 20s. Yeah, she eventually made her way to Chicago um, after all this uh, washed over. Uh, she worked as a secretary for the Mayor's Committee on Race Relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years after that, married a man named Kenneth uh, Tsutsumi. And she had met him in an internment camp. Like, tell me this isn't a movie waiting to be made. For sure. Uh, They went on to have three kids, and she kept a pretty low profile after that. Like you said, um, was not a braggart. Um, But it was was a big deal. And I think as, like, this has come out more in recent years, um, she's definitely, like, gotten her due in certain corners. I wish the story was out wider. That's one reason uh, we're doing this. But she lived in Chicago. For the rest of her life, uh, eventually, very sadly, died of cancer in 2006. Mm-hmm. And so, Purcell kept practicing law, right? Into his 80s, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that's great. Um, so this is this is noteworthy still today, is that um, law professor Amanda Tyler points out because there's an ongoing debate over whether the executive, the president, and the executive branch has ultimately absolute power when it comes to matters of national security, especially during wartime, um, or if the courts still have a check, as the Constitution suggests that they do, over the executive's actions, no matter what it is or no matter what the situation is, that the, the executive can't be absolutely right no matter what and unquestioned by the court. Yes, and, and, a, and, and I think by Constitution uh, suggest, you mean the Constitution clearly lays out and demands. Right. Well, it depends on your interpretation, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. So uh, I guess that's it for short stuff. Again, Chuck, nice selection. I think uh, Mitsuyi Endo needs a parade every year in her honor. Agreed. Uh, Thanks a lot for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, short stuff. Adios. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.